0: Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bixen. Today, we're going to be talking with Marco Sanchez. He's a top realtor for Blue Water Properties in the northern Guanacaste area near Tamarindo. But the interesting thing about this is we're going to be talking about real estate all over Guanacaste, which is the northern Pacific area of Costa Rica, as Marco actually moves around in all of the northern areas of Guanacaste, not just Tamarindo. So it's going to be interesting discussing uh, kind of with him some of the off the beaten track stuff and also kind of like where his interests lie and where he sees growth uh in the real estate um and vacation rental industry going forwards remember if you have any questions you'd like to ask marco all of his contact details are in the description or feel free to email me as well richard at Costa costarigarit.com uh, let's get straight into it Hey, Marco. uh, Thanks very much for joining us again. I say again, because I actually, uh, we did this podcast the other day, I forgot to hit record. um, So we're redoing it now. So second time is always better than the first one, right, Marco? I'm happy to chat again. Let's do it. (laughs) I felt terrible about wasting your time. Um, but, But yeah, I mean, for the, this is for
1: the good of the listeners, of course. Mm hmm. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely ha- happy to share information again. Let's go for it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I mean, I, I just given a bit of an intro there, uh, kind of about mm-hmm. your work that you also that you do. Uh, I mean, you're based mm-hmm. up there kind of in the Tamarindo area, but you're originally Tico, both your parents are Tico. You kind of grew up in Arizona and then moved back to Costa Rica, correct?
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. I started my real estate career in uh, East Valley, Arizona, uh, but I was first generation American. Both my parents are uh, from here, Costa Rica.
0: Wow. So how long have you been back in Costa Rica now?
1: Uh, five years now.
0: Awesome. awesome. Well, you're helping people make the move or, or buy something down here in Costa Rica, kind of like you did, right?
1: Bring them back down here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, uh, the first time I've been selling Costa Rica since I was a kid. So now I just kind of made it my, my job, you know, but I've been telling people about the beauties and uh, the, the amazingness that is Costa Rica since I was, I was very young.
0: Well, I always like to start off by asking people because, you know, again, it's it's been, mm-hmm. you know, it's been weird the last 18 months, I suppose. I, mean, I can't even remember now. It's all a blur. But like, yeah. I mean, you've been down here for a while. You were down here during the kind of the COVID, the pandemic mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, and I'm sure that, you know, you saw some interesting things. But like, what surprised you recently?
1: I think what surprised me the most is just how much, you uh, new that all this new influx of people that have been coming in here have been embracing the the change and the i guess the cultural shift because yeah there are a lot of new people that are starting to come in and you know i think it, it's, it's great to see it's great to see
0: yeah i mean i think that the digital nomad visa which will get passed probably in a couple of months it passed mm-hmm. its first debate i actually spoke about that in a previous podcast with Christina Garini. Um, you know, will be, part, will be passed very soon. So I think by the end of the year, we'll have that. And I'm sure we're about to see another influx of, uh, of, in, of people come in.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it before. And it's no secret that we're going through a real estate boom of sorts here. And I don't think, uh, I don't feel shy in saying that anymore. But what's uh, amazing is, is that it's been primarily people from the United States and Canada uh, hasn't even had their chance to come in and and, and do the same. So I think that's, that's coming here next.
0: Marco, saying that, um, I mean, again, there seems to be a lot of demand. There's de- diminishing supply here. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I had a podcast where I talked about building here, that some people are having to turn to building now because there's not mm-hmm. available what they're looking for. But how how much of an increase are you seeing in prices at the moment?
1: Um, I, you know what, there is definitely a little bit of appreciation going on in properties for sure, but I wouldn't say that it's like spiking super high. I would say that the inventory that was here, um, before, um, the interest started coming in, you know, people were ready to sell. So they, I don't think that they were in a rush to start, you know, uh, hiking up their prices and, and, and risk losing sales. So there has been small uh, increases in prices for sure, but I don't think it's been astronomical. I think it's been you know very slow.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's good for for listeners because again, there's also this you know this fear of losing out uh, mm-hmm. that like they better get down there, Costa Rica, and buy something because prices are going to go through the roof. But I mean, mm-hmm. typically in Costa Rica, we don't see that you know that extravagant increase in the you know, appreciation in, in assets like they do in North America. Just because again, here the access to finance is limited, uh, and yeah. also is that's typically cash
1: buyers. Correct. It's, it's, it's primarily a cash business here. So those, those uh, dramatic shifts in the, in the market prices is not something that we're really used to seeing right around here. It's, it's, you know, more or less right now, just uh, the inventory, you know, there used to be saying that everything's for sale in Costa Rica and, you know, for a long time, that's true. Now it's starting to say, Hey, no, now there's a little bit of a shortage, but those people that did have properties weren't really eager to raise their prices. They were just ready to sell. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you know, I'm all, I've always, you know, how you and I got in touch was I, I was helping, um, you know, somebody had contracted me to help them find a property in the Aranao La Fortuna area, and your name came up, and I contacted yeah. you about some property you had there, and I got really mm-hmm. confused because typically realtors like are in Tamarindo, stay in the Tamarindo mm-hmm. like Flamingo area, t- typically yeah. ones that were in Jaco stay in Jaco, ones that are in Vita, yeah. you know, the stay there, but yeah,
1: you look, appear that you do stuff kind of all over Guanacaste. Well, you know, I have uh, those those people are friends. Uh, they they were clients, but just through our communications over a long period of time, they became friends, and they have a great listing that you got to see. Yeah. And so I just decided, you know, uh, you know, that I want to be able to be available and help people, not just in my niche, uh, because some areas are underserved. And so uh, I do have some listings throughout Costa Rica, and it's usually from re- good relationships with clients or friends that I've developed. and And uh, I think that. It, it helps kind of broaden my knowledge of the overall costa rica market
0: yeah i mean it was interesting looking at that property that we were talking about there because i mean i couldn't believe the rental income i mean she showed me the airbnb they have this you know yeah. two-bedroom house with a with a pool it's not very large just right there in front of the volcano and mm-hmm. i mean they're generating so far this year she's cleared fifty thousand dollars in revenue on it which is incredible
1: yeah it's it's a great property and you know uh to be honest, like I said, it's, it's an underserved area. So to, to get realtors out there to go show these properties is a bit of work, but you know, it's, it, the thing's a powerhouse for, for rental income and ROI. So it's, it's an easy choice for anybody that's looking for a rental property. And the great thing is that it has an owner's house right next door. It's a package mm-hmm. deal
0: yeah well I, I think more and more people I'm getting more people kind of contacting me asking me a, to do kind of a bit of analysis for them on the La Fortuna area because you know again working in travel I get to see all this travel data of where people are looking at what they buy what they don't buy their pricings how many nights etc you know so I did this analysis for a couple of while back and I, I really think La Fortuna might be a bit of a uh, bit of a uh, you know hidden gem for, for, for vacation rentals
1: Yeah. I mean, in fear of not trying to blow it up, but yeah, I think La Fortuna is definitely a a potential gem for sure. I mean, beyond
0: La Fortuna, I mean, what other non-coastal areas are you seeing demand for?
1: Non-coastal areas. Yeah. uh, And we mentioned this in the previous conversation, but yeah, uh, I think the Dota region, the the mountains of Dota are, are absolutely beautiful and they're, they're a little bit, you know, not as well known, but I think those those areas are absolutely gorgeous and I'm, I I don't see why why put people, you know that like a little bit more mountain regions would would love to go uh, live in that zone. It's also the
0: best coffee region in Costa Rica, right, the Tarrazu.
1: And there's plenty of coffee lovers out there, so if you wanted a dream of having your own coffee farm or piece of property with coffee plants, that's the place to do it.
0: Yeah, it's no, I mean it's absolutely spectacular. I mean, I even recently, I think it was in March, bought property there. Uh, mm-hmm. in San Jarao de Otas. So, uh, we're looking yeah. to do a, um, a yurt, like luxury yurt thing there. So it should be, it should mm-hmm. be pretty interesting. So, uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great, it's a great area. And, uh, like I said, I sold a property there not too long ago. And I think those people were, were very stoked to get it at the price that they got it for the size of the property that, that, that they got there. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an, uh, it's a gem.
0: Yeah, I mean, for listeners just listening in, I mean, it's a, it's a very high altitude, right? Are we talking what mm-hmm. five, six thousand feet?
1: Yeah, I would say about five, six thousand feet, maybe up to seven thousand. So it's a little bit chillier mountain region, you know. But I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful in the summertime, and even in the rainy seasons there, um, it, you know, it's just a different it's a different vibe, but it's still gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'd suggest that anybody that wants to kind of combine that with the Southern Pacific areas would would kind of go through that to the area to San Marcos, Santa Maria, San Harado, yeah. and then from there down to the Southern Pacific areas. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. You can, you can still get to the beaches in, in about an hour, I believe, in yeah. some of those zones. Yeah. Well, we also
0: know that Alta Gracia just got bought by Gencom, which are the four season owners down there. So that's mm-hmm. down in on. So I'm sure that that's going to bring quite yeah. a bit of traffic down there as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's the, the secret's going to come out soon.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, unless we haven't even let the cat out the bag already, but
1: yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: I've got a question from a listener here because sometimes we get these, you know, they talk about land with water, like they have a piece of land potentially doesn't have water on it. You know, Mm -hmm. what should they understand about buying
1: land without water? So great question. And right now, I mean, before before right now i would say you know i would always tell people to be uh, very careful buying any property without water and I, that warning still is there in place but if you have an understanding and you do your due diligence and your research with the growth that we expect to see in some of these areas It's not as scary of an idea to buy property without water as long as you, like I said, do your your research and due diligence. The property that we just talked about in Santa Maria del Dota, I sold that lot without water. But if you look at what's happening in that zone and what is set to occur in in the coming years, they will start laying in the infrastructure for those properties so anybody who does buy in there is most likely going to get in early on on something that will be you know a great investment in the future
0: yeah i think you bring up a good point there i mean it, it is somewhat risky but it's also isn't if you know kind of what's going on mm. in the areas i mean
1: yeah
0: it's, it's, i'm currently looking at buying a piece of land Playa avianus um just because mm-hmm. yeah the data is telling me that's where you know you should be investing at the moment just because you know, it's right south of Panilla. The construction is all happening between kind of Tamarindo, Flamingo, you know, all these areas. It has to move south, has to move north of Masada. You know, and mm-hmm. they just got the, you know, the aqueduct, they just got the, uh, the uh, Paris or, you know, um, yeah, I mean, aqueduct would it be called?
1: Um, yeah, aqu- aqueduct. Yeah, you know, so they just
0: got water, you know, coming in there. So, you know, while some of these places might not be connected to the mains water, you know, there, there will be an opportunity in the next coming years to actually connect to that.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree fully with you. I think that that area is going to be set to uh, grow here yeah. in the next few years. It already is. We're seeing developments pop up right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, what, I mean, what about buying land that has a well on, you know, because um, we sometimes talk about, you know, wells here. I mean, I, if, if I understand correctly, if the land has a well on, you know, you should probably get an analysis done of the well and the water flow, etc. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think buying a property with a well is, is, is an amazing thing. If you can get access to your own water, I think a lot of people want that. I would want that for myself if I were to buy a property. If I have that opportunity to tap into my own water, why not? But make sure that you're getting research done to it. Obviously, you're getting tested and you can make sure that the well was built correctly and that you have good water flow. And yeah, as long as you take those measure, measures, yeah, I think that would be amazing to find a property that, that has it already in place. But to uh, to find a property and to make a well, is that's a little bit more of a process.
0: It, uh, yes, definitely. So well, and also make sure your well has water all year round as well, because it's great until you get down to January, February, March and find out you don't have water. And then your house doesn't have water for three months of the year.
1: Yeah. And that's more common here in this area, in this zone where I'm in because we are a dry temperate forest. So we do get um, some droughts here. Um, if you go move into the central and Southern zones, you won't see that as much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing when I first came here, you know, sometimes the water would go off, but I haven't seen that in years now. They seem to have to kind of act together, which is good to, good to hear. So
1: yeah, they do same. Yeah.
0: I mean, just as a general question, I mean, what advice would you give to listeners
1: looking to potentially invest in Costa Rican real estate? Um, what I, what advice I would get them is obviously choose a good realtor, choose somebody that you can uh, develop some trust and rapport with, and then, you know, really, um, do your due diligence with everything, you know, and don't be afraid to to get a second opinion with your lawyers as well, and you're getting into, so there's nothing to be scared of. If you, you, you know, established the, the, your items, as far as knowing the whole process as it is and has somebody explain to you the whole process as it is and then once you kind of start clearing the fog you'll see that the transactions are pretty straightforward so um, as far as that goes yeah it just just take your time do your due diligence and don't be i think my internet is uh, connected i think i'm having a few internet issues here yep. can you no worries man
0: okay cool yeah, well, i'm can- back we're back we're back well i mean again if you could go back Five years, Marco, and tell me yourself to invest into something in Costa Rica. What would it be and why?
1: Yeah, you know my my answer is uh, maybe a, a little bit boring here, but I don't know. I would I would like to buy some affordable condominiums here in the Tamarindo area that are central to town and walking distance to the beach. That would be the smartest investment that I think I could make for myself here, where I'm at right now. And why why do you Andrew, say that, five years ago? Let me asking why 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 do you say that? Why would, why would you have done it there? Because I'm all about rental income. I know this zone now, but I also know some other areas because I used to live and work in a few different parts of Costa Rica. But, you know, I just see the, the, the growth that's happening here and the inevitability of, of, of what this area holds. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, if five years ago, I would, I would just be getting in on the ground floor as far as getting as close to central as possible.
0: Would it change if I said that you inherit, if you inherited $500,000 today and had to invest in the business or real estate somewhere here, what would you do with that? Would you still do the same thing or would you, or would you be doing something different?
1: No, it would be the same thing. I would just probably be buying two condos, yeah. <laughs> just split, split the 500 in half and be buying two condos here within, within town.
0: I'm, I'm going to ask you a, a just another question. That'd be my last question. Um, mm-hmm. like, again, if you were looking to make a long play, let's say a bit of a long riskier play mm-hmm. rather than, because again, a condo is, I think mm-hmm. is, a, is it going to be a safe play in Tamarindo.
1: Right? It's a safe play. Yeah, of course. You know,
0: if you were going to make a bit of a longer play, I'm talking maybe 10, 20 year play, which is quite a way out, you know, mm-hmm. um, of maybe on land or, or, or a condo in somewhere that's developing at the moment, where would you, where,
1: what would you be doing? A long play for me would most likely be some uh, a, a piece of raw land in the southern coast of Costa Rica. Most likely, I would probably be looking anywhere from Movita all the way down to Pavones or the the Matapalo um, the Matapalo Peninsula over there.
0: Yeah, I think that's good because again, that's an area of Costa Rica that's never really going to change. It's rainforest meeting beaches. It's one of the most biodiverse areas in the planet. And again, they can't, they're not making more rainforests. It's typically
1: the other way around, right? They're not making any more rainforests. And those places are going to be very rare, or they're not going to be touched as much as everywhere else. And so if you can get yourself a big chunk of land in those areas that you can actually build something on and be a part of it, then I I can see that the value of those is going to be more than your average property in Costa Rica.
0: I agree. I agree. Well, Marco, again, thanks again for your time. This one has been recorded, by the way. I'm going to put all your contact details in the description for anyone that wants to reach out for you. Um, again, I think that anyone that's that's going to reach out is probably going to be interested in more the Guanacaste area. But I mean, I, I I think anyone that's interested in real estate in
1: general should reach out to you because again, you do know quite a bit of the whole country. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy to serve, and I'm happy to talk to anybody that's willing to learn a little bit about Costa Rica. Absolutely.
0: Awesome man, I really appreciate your time, Mark. Have you have
1: a great day. Good idea. Bye.